Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny King in the house, in my house. Welcome to another episode of the Johnny King Show. I'm here with my man, Anu Lawrence. What's up? Chilling, brother. Glad to be here. Yeah. And he's got a his, beautiful day. He's got his little pup here, T-Lock. You got it. Which is short for what? You s- Not short for it. It's just oh, Sanskrit. Oh, it is yeah, Sanskrit. Both of us are rocking the Sanskrit names. Oh, that's right. That's right. Hey, buddy. So cute. So if you're on the watching the YouTube video... You'll, you'll probably see a tail, tail. <laughs> <Right in the laughs> a different, different, different type of tail yeah. come through. Yeah, um, but I actually met Anu years and years ago, and it's it's cool to to get into what he's uh, what he does both professionally and passionately. Yeah. Um, but I'll let me let me kind of just read what what I've got down here for your little formal introduction. <sighs> Anu is running running for president. Yeah, next president. And 20. Hopefully smarter than that, man. <laughs> uh, Anu is an advanced exercise therapist and certified instructor through Agascu Institute for the past decade. And that's how I got to, to know him. The Agascu is pretty powerful stuff. Uh, having worked directly with Pete Agascu and the senior therapist at the Agascu headquarters in San Diego, Anu is excited to share the benefits of the method with the greater Rocky Mountain region, because he's here in Denver and in Boulder. He owns a couple different uh, locations, correct? correct? Yep. Um, but then the other cool thing is that he holds a master's degree in conflict resolution and works as a mediator and communication coach in addition to the Goscu yeah. Denver Boulder, correct. right? Yep. So yep. I think it's pretty cool. The the We were talking offline before I started to hit record, um, just about the compliments of the two. Absolutely. Um, Big thanks team. for being here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for, here. thanks for being in studio. <laughs> like I said, before we turn it on, this is T-Lock's first podcast, so yeah. he's very excited. Yeah, he's uh, so embarrassed. He just yeah, he just took sniff. off. He's off sniffing someone <laughs> somewhere. But uh, it's fun to have you, and good to, to catch up. So it's kind of nice. Two birds with one stone. Catch up uh, while we record it. Some of each. Yeah, yeah. Lunch will arrive at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got half of my Chipotle <laughs> left for sure. you. Yeah. Tell, tell those that... Uh, don't know much about Agoscu, just what that's about, and then I'd like to kind sure. of get into how you got into it and kind sure. of backtrack our way through it. Yeah. I mean, the really basic, the elevator speech, if you will, is Agoscu. Everybody says, how is this any different? It's posture therapy. Mm-hmm. But it's posture therapy looking at the whole body as a connected unit. Yeah. So very often when somebody has a knee injury, let's say, they get the knee treated, whether it's a surgery or physical mm-hmm. therapy or what have you. But not as often do we look at the ankle, the hip, the upper back position, mm-hmm. and that whole connection, that whole kinetic chain. And so, so often, this was my own experience, too. It's one of the things that got me into it. You know, I broke my ankle playing basketball when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did some good job working on the ankle, but my hips were totally imbalanced, and I didn't know mm-hmm. it. And so I kept hurting my ankle playing basketball going forward. And the second I met Pete Goski, he took one, took one look at me. He goes, what's, what's your sport? And I said, basketball. And he goes, yeah, well, I would just shade you to the left. You'd never go left. Would you I'm like, that usually takes 20 minutes on a basketball. <laughs> yeah, court. How'd, yeah. you, how'd yeah, you already know that's that? That's cool. And you could just see the muscle development uh-huh. imbalances, uh-huh. see the, in, you know, improper hip elevation, things like that. Yeah. So we look at that whole body as a connected unit. The other piece 
is that we're trying to teach you how to do this for yourself. So it's a sustainable thing instead of just, you know, you're only as well as the last treatment, mm. which, you know, not to throw anybody under the bus, I've had great results with massage, chiropractic, acupuncture, mm -hmm. and none of us wants to go to school for another 10, 15 years to learn all that. Mm -hmm. So we need those guys. But if we don't have our own sort of brushing the teeth practice in place, then, you know, we're, we're putting those good therapists at a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something you can do for yourself every day. And when you do, then you don't have to go for the big cavities and big fillings and things because you get those good dental checkups when you brush and floss, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Same kind of concept. So those are the big two differences. It's cool because, I, you know, you look at some of the before and after photos of someone who's 75 or sure. 85 or, you know, just look, uh, older but that their posture is horrible and just in one session or a couple of sessions, they, they go from hunched over shuffling to standing upright. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting to, yeah. to see that type of transformation with the work that you guys are yeah. doing. And it happens to all walks. I mean, certainly as we get older, our posture can certainly slip more. Yeah. But our, our life is so sedentary even before COVID and COVID's only <laughs> add to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so much of our, our stimulus is just flexion. It's, you know, on our phones, sitting on our couches, all mm, these things. Mm. And so just countering all that stimulus, like I play guitar. So when I play guitar for an hour or two, I'm going to be rotated at the end of that. Mm. And that doesn't mean don't play guitar. It means know what to do to unwind that. Yeah, and that yeah. goes for whatever your favorite activity might be. Yeah. Yeah. So we see worse postures in younger people these days, truly. And that, that does that to everybody. It does. You want to see everybody stand up straight at a party. Just let me tell them what I do. <laughs> yeah. They all go, Oh yeah, my, yeah. my posture's bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There it is. I remember years ago, it was, uh, 2019, uh, no, was it 2019 before that? I was going to go on a my first cattle drive with an ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. at the time, or a girlfriend at the time, uh, up in Steamboat, and I threw out my back the night or the day before, and I reached out to you and was like, bro, like I, I can't miss this. <laughs> I love horses, and you're like, just do your menu. Do, yeah. do this, do that, and I did it because um, I was thinking, like, this is going to be horrible to be, like, bouncing on a horse, you know, right. for four or five hours, <clears throat> um, trying to like stabilize. And I ended up getting through that yeah. flying colors because I, I took about 45 minutes beforehand, did a couple of my menus. Right. It was right. awesome. I loved it. There's the power, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, three o'clock in the morning, somewhere in steamboat, you can't get somebody to treat you, mm -hmm. but if you can do your menu mm -hmm. and I've got, I mean, story after story, we'll see where we go, but mm -hmm. uh, some funny ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, I also think it's kind of cool because in your Denver – so for those of you that don't know, I've I've been in and out of your uh, clinic for years, multiple yeah. times um, just because I'll, I'll do it and then I'll work on my menus for a couple of years and then I'm like, you know what, I've got new stuff coming up or I need a refresher. Sure. Um, so I'm like just finishing my third package as it is now. But I, I think it's interesting in your Denver clinic, I'm sure maybe you have it in Boulder too, I, I noticed a – Newspaper clipping that Pete Agoscu called out Tiger Woods's back issues before it happened, correct, yeah. or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is kind of cool. In the same way that he kind of was like, uh, mm. interesting. He could yeah. see what was going on with Tiger's mechanics. Yeah. Too bad I, that Tiger didn't catch that sooner. <laughs> I had the good fortune of working in Pete's clinic before I became a clinic owner. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny because he'd have this big, big screen TV on. And he's a sports fan, so, you know, you'd have March Madness on or whatever's going on. Yeah. And I saw him multiple times go, oh, that guy's going to throw his back out or that guy's knee's going to go or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just one quick glance for those of us who are pretty trained in this, we can see yeah. pretty quickly what the imbalances are. Yeah. And, you know, you can, again, you can make adjustments. You can put braces on. And they're selling all these posture shirts now mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the truth is, if it's not intrinsic muscle memory, it's not real change. Right. 
right? And that goes for anything that we get good at. It, it becomes second nature to do those things because mm-hmm. we're trained to do them. So, yeah, um, we work actually with a whole lot of professional athletes. Pete's not big on sort of putting them on blast, so a lot of them keep, you know, kind of on the quieter yeah, side. Yeah. But um, it's everything from chronic pain, bedridden, can't even get out of bed. My oldest client was 98. My youngest client was one and a half. <laughs> wow. Work wow. with tons of guys in the NFL and all the other major sports. Mm-hmm. Just on with a world champion triath- triathlete this morning. So Wow. That's pretty but, cool. you know, just the, the couch sitter, too. Yes. Yeah. It can help – Whose, whose body couldn't be better with some good posture? Right? right, right. Well, and I've seen it, too, having been uh, an athlete most of my life, too. It's just you, you get into your whatever. But for me, it's mid-30s, late-30s, now early-40s, and it starts to be the compound effect of yeah. bad form, bad mechanics, you know. And or just time. Yeah, time. Repetition. Yeah, repetition. Yeah. And exactly. And it's like, for me, it's like, man, I'm too young to be starting to lose my mobility. Yeah. and to. But you, if you don't know that – these type of options are open or open to individuals. You start to just take on a belief like, oh, this is just the way it is. You know, it's why I'm eternally grateful for finding the method, you know, because I would have been the guy who had back surgery by now. Yeah. Uh, I don't quote a lot of country music, but Garth Brooks says I'm much too young to feel this damn old. (laughs) You know, I have a spondylolisthesis, which is basically just an instability in your spine. Uh. And if I hadn't learned about Agassi, I guarantee you I would have had, either, you know, discectomies or a full on, you know, fusion or or something like that. But instead, you know, there's, there's basically two ways people become a Goski therapist. It's either the person who was going to be a PT or an OT or something like Mm -hmm. that, or Mm -hmm. the people like me that this saved our life. Mm -hmm. This has kept us active. Mm -hmm. And I too am in my late twenties, just kidding. (laughs) Um, and you know, at 42, I'm more active now than I was at 22 in the sense that I would go, 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 but then I'd be you know, just back spasms couldn't function and mm-hmm. I'd be stuck mm-hmm. and I wouldn't know what to do with about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, I know exactly. Just like your story. Oh, oh this hip's elevated. That knee's turned out. Okay, cool. Let's fix mm-hmm. that. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm back. Mm-hmm. You know? That's pretty cool. So what, what was it that let's backtrack into how do you get sure. into Agoskia? Um, so my mom's taught yoga my whole life. She yeah. likes to say she learned yoga in India before it was cool. Mm. Before it was all Lulu's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's how I got the Sanskrit name. People were like, oh, your name's really Jason. No, it's actually yeah. Anu. It's on my birth certificate. My yeah. family lived in India for a while. That's cool. So she learned yoga way back then. Um, and so it's always been a part of our lives. And she found pain-free in her constant quest to learn more and hmm. have better information, right? Mm-hmm. And I was having back pain by my early 20s and uh, wondering why when I'd play hoops with my buddies or go hiking or whatever, my back would hurt and theirs wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we found Pain Free, which is Peter Goscu's most famous book. It's sold like 5 million copies. You can find it on Amazon anywhere. It's just yeah. Pain Free, pretty yep. easy. Yep. Uh, and he uh, basically gives you some ideas of if your back hurts, try this and so forth. That's where I started. Of course, I was in my early to mid-20s, so yep. I was a bit of a knucklehead. Yep. <laughs> and I got better, and then I dropped it, mm. right? And mm-hmm. oh. there, you just there you want go. him over. T-Lock's yep. in. Yep, T-Lock is on Put my lap now. On him. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I it helped me, but I sort of forgot about it, Yeah. you know, and yeah. I just kind of went back to playing basketball eight days a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty intensive basketball. I really would play pretty much every day and sometimes yeah. two a days and yeah. then work out in between it, yeah. and, you yeah. know, and then I just couldn't move for a while. Yeah. So after graduate school, um, which is a whole nother story, but uh, I found that Peter Gosky was hiring and it was a, it was a dip back into a, a different world because I've been working on the conflict resolution, which mm-hmm. I imagine we'll get into, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was one of those, w- the big why, yeah. like why am I pursuing conflict resolution? Well, I want to help people. I want to mm-hmm. help people suffer less. Mm-hmm. Those are big driving factors for me mm-hmm. as I'm sure many of your listeners are. Mm-hmm. 
And what I found is I can help people suffer less doing this. Mm -hmm. Only I can wear gym shorts to work. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, not be in a shirt and tie. And and the the conflict resolution industry itself wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, he hired me. I got the blessing of actually working for him to learn directly from him. That's pretty cool. And a year or so later, he said, you want to be your own boss? And he's an old Marine. So, yeah. you know, I said, well, Pete, I am my own boss. And he goes, screw you. <laughs> yeah. Tells me where to take it. Right? Yeah. But they said, hey, you want to you want to try run the Boulder Clinic? And I said, sure. And he goes, you got a flight at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have clients tomorrow. He goes, you're not that important. We got that covered. Yeah, you know, yeah, get over yeah, there. Yeah. Nine days later, I was pulling up to Boulder in a U-Haul. Wow. It was like. Wow. That. That's he said, cool. you know, if you if you stick around, I said, can I have a victory parade first? Or, <laughs> yeah. Now, if you stick around, you might, you know, get caught up in a relationship or who knows what. Mm-hmm. And I did. The mm-hmm. second I got back, the mm-hmm. next day, I met the girl. Mm. And then we dated long distance for a while. I probably would have delayed it. He was totally right about That's that. That's right. Yeah. So, it was about 10 years ago. Um, and then about five years ago, we opened the second one in Denver because our clients just kept going, hey, man, you know, I don't really want to huff it up to Boulder every yep. time. Yep. The beautiful thing about Agoski, though, is it's non-manipulative. So I don't have to touch you to help you. Mm -hmm. I just have to see you. Mm -hmm. And even then, we can help you sometimes without (laughs) seeing you. So we do so much of our work on Zoom these days. Yeah, that's really cool. pre-pandemic, we did that. Yep. But nowadays, I'm probably 90, 95% on Zoom. Yeah. Why would you want to commute from wherever when I can just help you out? That's right around the corner from the clinic. Yeah. 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 So we help people all over the world that way, yeah. which is really fun. You know, you might be on Australia on one call and in Bali on the next. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Like clients all over the world that way. So that's pretty neat. Too. It is pretty fun. And I think, uh, I mean, I experienced that where I had been coming in and then we switched yeah. to being in, in the home when during the pandemic. And then when Kayla said, hey, do you want to switch back? I was like, no, this is more convenient. Like yeah, why spend right. 20 minutes driving one way um, and you're not even that far we got people who live way up in the yeah, mountains yeah. or live in wyoming live in new mexico yeah we still help them. yeah it's pretty so. that's pretty powerful yeah. with a few tools that you can take anywhere where you're traveling totally and that's the nice thing is that um it's like well how would you explain it you, you get a menu of exercises mm-hmm. right but it, mm-hmm. you know and then they give you know you or one of your instructors uh gives you a, a little like hey this is how you're gonna floss your teeth for you, you know, know if you, you will right so it's a posture assessment it's a movement yeah. screening so we're, we're trying to look at you know where are those deficiencies what what are you <clears> compensating <throat> with what is overworking in your mm-hmm. body and then based on figuring that out getting to the root cause of that to get the thing that isn't firing as well to fire better mm-hmm. what have you it's not we don't stretch too because we do stretch but so much of it is really like muscle firing patterns and mm-hmm. getting the right muscles to do their jobs yeah because, you know, an overtaxed muscle, you can yank on it all you want, but it's kind of like if I caught you in your most annoyed moment, and I'm just like, hey, John, hey, yeah, hey, hey. Yeah, Eventually, you're like, yeah. dude, back off. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're doing <coughs> to a muscle when it's overtaxed and overstretched. Totally. So instead, it's like coming in going, oh, Johnny's in a bad mood. All right, let's like, you know, dim the lights and make his favorite food and, you know, <laughs> yeah. run him a bath, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, the, your yeah. jam is, right? Put your favorite music on. Yeah. Let you calm down and then take up the work for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the rebalancing of the body comes in. It's like, oh, that other hip isn't doing the job as much. Mm-hmm. Like my client this morning, the one hip's all beat up and she's going, and I hear it all the time, this stupid hip, you know, yeah. like, actually that's your overworked hip. Mm-hmm. So you're cursing it for doing most of the work, but it's only built. It's picking up the slack. It's yeah. It's doing two thirds. Yeah, so yeah. We rebalance that. We get that other hip to start to do the job. That's where things really can change at, yeah. a, at a deep level. Yeah. That's, that's, it's cool. And as you're saying that, it's like, I literally was thinking to myself too, you, you could be talking about, you know, oh, we're, uh, let's just take me for instance. My dad wasn't around much. He was a workaholic, you know, <clears throat> um, then as a result, I overcompensate. 
sure. as being a people pleaser or sure. all about making women happy, my mom happy, my sister, you know, sure. like, sure. And then how that then over time, yeah. you know, compounds into, okay, there's an imbalance here, right. you know, right. which I'm now going back over these past 10 years and really resolving, Absolutely. but it takes a lot of time to unlearn those bad habits. But the same thing shows up in your body. It does. Right. Yeah. And they're yeah. kind of very much intertwined. Cause I feel like if, if you're also extremely stressed, Right, you can also get this, this stress showing up in your body. Oh, for you sure. have to unwind the head and the body. Absolutely, yeah. simultaneously. So it's, a, it's the whole person, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's a lot of times when, and I'll just give you this same example from today. I've got somebody who's a world champion athlete. Yeah. So mentally, what do you think that makeup is? Is yeah. that a lazy person? No, they're ready to run through a brick wall yeah. if you ask them to, yeah. right? And I was saying, so just so you know, I know you'll squeeze this as hard as you possibly can if that's what I needed. Yeah. But what's therapeutic is to get the other side to catch up. Yeah. And so we got to back this down a little bit. So that's yeah. where it's like a coaching and it's always a one-on-one -on -one thing. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't get to, you know, if, if you and I, and we're, you know, close in age, close in height, but we're different. Mm -hmm. And if we had to do the exact same class, we're going to get different benefits out of it. But certain totally. things will be harder for me and harder for you. You know, mm -hmm. my guess would be I might be a little more flexible. You probably can bench more than I, than I can, right? Mm -hmm. So if you ask me to bench the same as you or stretch the same as I can, that's not appropriate. We have to right. adapt it to the individual. Yeah. And so that's why it's always a one-on-one -on -one thing. It's always, it's always, you know, individualized, customized. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like, here's your cookie cutter. Everybody yeah. do this. Yeah. The books are for that. And, you know, if that's where you want to start, great. Lots of people get results like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, taking anything to the next level, I don't have to sell you on the power of coaching and an yep. expert eye to help yep. you out, right? Yep. yep, yep. So that's that piece. Yep. And I think this is why it's it's important and why I wanted to bring you on too. Mm -hmm. For those that, that maybe haven't gotten into coaching, you know, sure. or <laughs> – body awareness or, sure. you know, waiting until things break and then you're doing right. the unwinding. Totally. It's like, um, you know, it's, for those that are listening, you know, let me give you kind of a walkthrough of what that looks like when I first walk into your studio, sure. you know, uh, I, I stood in front of a, a camera, mm -hmm. took, took my shirt off. So I was just kind of in, in you know, shorts and yep. bare feet. But then the computer itself can start to look at like, oh, I have one knee that's kind of bowed in, mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, you can look at where your, let's say your, um, what do you call it? Kneecaps. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. But all that you can tell, oh, my hips are off alignment, which sure. causes one knee to bow in, which make collapses my other ankle, mm -hmm. which no wonder. But the funny thing is, like you said, is actually all the other side, you know? Right. So I've actually had all my injuries on my left side, mm -hmm. my left knee, my left soleus, my left hip flexor tore, mm -hmm. all these tightness. My, I'm rotated in a certain way. And you can see all these things by taking, pro, you know, photos yep. route. Yep. Yep. And it's so cool to see that. And then they give you, you guys give me like very specific exercises to correct those things, which is like, ah, oh, this is versus it being a cookie cutter, which I would have been like, well, you're saying this to everybody, but I actually like, I was like, ah, oh, the assessment and the assessment changes week to as week, month change. to month as I change. Um, and then Correct. what do I notice? But like you said, the last two years I've been playing sports as if I was 25 again, yeah. where in my it's late, beautiful. 30s I was really struggling starting to wonder like oh man like I guess this is it I gotta hang it up I remember when you first started yeah, yeah it's great to hear yeah and that's I mean that's the story right yeah. and, and not only is it custom exercises for you then those exercises may be customized too mm -hmm. right because mm -hmm. we've got hundreds that we use yeah. but we may need to adapt that for oh well you know you're having this outcome yeah. oh well okay cool let's try it this way and yeah. so what's 
I mean, just as a professional doing it, like it's fun that way because yeah. it's not ever the same. It's yeah. always creative and yeah. there's a science to it, but there's also this co-creation. And, and I think it's, you know, we'd be remiss not to mention that we're really big believers that you're the expert in your body mm-hmm. and not different than good coaching where and I heard you say this in one of the episodes, right? Just I was listening back there. Mm-hmm. A good coach doesn't just tell you what to do. A mm-hmm. good coach asks you good enough questions to get you where you know what to do. Right. And and that's really, you know, the other piece that as you're seeing all that and we're showing you that you're becoming educated on, mm-hmm. all right, that's what my body does. Mm-hmm. And it's inevitable. It might drift back to that, mm-hmm. right? At some point, you have more stimulus. You don't do your menus often, whatever it is. But you know now, mm-hmm. it's not my left side's fault. I got to get that right side active again. That mm-hmm. left side will take a break. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Away we go. Right? Totally. And we're back doing yeehaw on the, on the horses yeah and yeah yeah well and we're both fans of tony robbins and you know how yeah. he talks about the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment Absolutely. i like seeing i always like looking at as things it's like there's always two sides to a story or two sides mm-hmm. to a coin mm-hmm. in this regard yes you could just give me the the menus and just say you know do the you know follow through that's the science let's say sure. that's behind the Agascu method but then uh at the same time like you said there's the art which is finessing it for the individual. It's also, like you said, if I went into the gym and I only, and I pushed as hard as I could, I'm going to have a dominant side. I know that my right arm, my throwing arm, everything else is a little bit stronger than my left. Right. Well, then my left, my right keeps getting stronger, right? right? And my and left the imbalance grows. The imbalance grows. The mature, the mature athlete, if you will, in me says, okay, slow it down. Mm-hmm. Go as far as my left arm will go mm-hmm. and stop there until my left arm keeps catches up to my right. Mm-hmm. And you're saying the same thing with like, don't push so hard. Don't squeeze so hard. This is more about <clears throat> that's that to me is a little bit more of the art of listening to your body Absolutely. versus just being like hundred percent. That's what yeah. we're just so kind of how we show up in life. I think a lot of times just push, push, push right. as Americans. And, and the question becomes what's the why behind that. Right? right. And I think for a lot of, especially as guys, it's like, well, the why is getting bigger or mm. the why is hitting my max, my PR, mm. my, you know, fastest mm. pitch I've ever thrown, whatever it is. Well, at some point you hit a place in your life and I think we're in a similar place in our life. Like it's now about lasting yeah. and it's Longevity. about enjoying mm-hmm. a quality of life. And I was hearing some um, basketball players talk about that. And you mentioned this about Michael Jordan, right? Like you can't just dunk on everybody forever. Yeah. You've got to develop your turnaround. You yeah. got to get like yeah. craftier. Yeah. Same is true in your body. If you want to stay on the horse and so to speak, and literally, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. um, you're going to have to get a little more uh, out of just the ego of what's the max performance right. so much as how do I actually enjoy myself into my 80s, my 90s. Right. If you've got kids, how do I keep playing with them? Mm-hmm. You know, um, humans are pack animals, right? Mm-hmm. So, so often what we see too is when somebody doesn't get to ride the bike anymore, we're in Boulder, right? Everybody's a biker or yeah. a triathlete or something like that. Um, doesn't get to run anymore. Well, then it's not just that you don't get to run. Like when I hurt my ankle, it was that I didn't get to play basketball with my buddies mm-hmm. two days a week at that time, right? Mm-hmm. And and then it was I was not getting invited out dancing with my friends or whatever it is. And so it becomes this way more deep and psychological, spiritual That's level thing when you don't get to do what you want to do. And so it's a reprioritization of like, who cares what your PR is anymore? Mm-hmm. My PR is I get to go every day. Mm-hmm. You know, this past weekend I was, I was doing some, I was running and then my soleus started tight up and on me a little bit when I was 20, I would have just kept running, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I stopped and I assessed, mm-hmm. right. And then I did some exercises, some Nagoski menus mm-hmm. and cause I knew I was going to do a bunch of hiking this weekend. And I did 15 ish miles of hiking Dang. on two different days yeah. up the side of mountains yeah. because I stopped on Thursday, yeah. took care of myself Friday, Saturday. 
and then hiked my, my tail off Saturday and Sunday and That's got cool. to say yes and be part of the excursion <laughs> with the friends. And I'm sitting on top of a mountain going, this is because I was smart about this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's your quality of life, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm sitting home going, dang, life sucks. My calf hurts. Yeah. And I'm not participating. Yeah. So, so I think the, the, the macro, speaking to that same point, the macro is like, okay, you could wait until you're 60, 70, and have totally. serious issues that might not be unwindable, if right. you will. Right. Um, or they might, but they just might take a lot of effort. Yeah. Or you, you could yeah. be prudent and start looking at doing things a little bit more towards the preventative care. Mm-hmm. But then let's say, okay, cool, you step into, you know, doing a, a session with you to see what it's like and then you sign up for a package and that sort of thing but then it still comes down to doing that work as well yep. day in and day out Prioritizing. right uh, even if it's not f- like hurting mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to to it's be like time to do it yeah it's a little bit easy it's, it's easier to wait till you get in trouble because then it's like you don't have a choice yeah. but most people do that uh, and then move at the speed of pain yeah like say, yeah unfortunately right but to your point like if you wait till your doctor's telling you, I need surgery or else, yeah, you know, yeah, you've taken yourself to a point. Your body's always built to heal, yeah. but you know, is it going to heal to where you were like an 18 year old again? Right. No. Right. And if you can prevent yourself from getting really injured, I mean, if I was to just take that same story for it and then I like tore my soleus, yep. now it's like, I'm not running for months. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing surgery and then maybe it's a year and on and on and on. So, sure. you know, this is this domino effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you can get at it, way before we are seeing younger and younger people you know we just mm-hmm. got a new client submission the guy's like in his 20s and he's mm-hmm. like i'm just a bolder active athlete and mm-hmm. i see that staying on top of it. i was like this guy's brilliant i mm-hmm. wish they were all like this <laughs> yeah. right yeah capture that unfortunately so often it is well they told me i got no other options yeah yeah we can still help that person yeah but they may have taken themselves past where they get to get back to 100 percent at that yeah. point yeah take for instance uh my ex- experience i was in the gym at 5 15 a.m back in 2014 maybe um squatting by myself mm. bad form left knee was collapsing mm. in and i was trying to go for a pr why to mm. your point yeah trying to prove something to myself right. my own self-worth right? right and felt a searing pain ended up getting uh, a hernia right which was because I couldn't stabilize. I was putting so much pressure there and I couldn't stabilize. And that was all probably because of my hips, you know, knee, ankle. um, And then that, and then I was out for a year and then ultimately a couple of years uh, trying to get my core back into shape because they cut through it and everything else. It's like, Oh my God. So I think that you have to go through some of those. You don't have to, but I think if you go through those injuries, you're breaking your ankle, whatever. It's like, Then as you do get older, you're like, I don't want to go through that. that Yeah, it's not fun. (laughs) And that's that inflection point where if you know present you, yeah, could go back and talk to twenty whatever, fifteen, sixteen you, Mm -hmm. and go, hey dude, Mm -hmm. why the PR? Mm -hmm. And nothing wrong with the PR if you're doing it functionally. Yeah, but here's what this could cost you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I mean, it shifts. The priorities shift as we age, right? Yep. But, but I think the really smart people, they say there's like three kinds of learners, right? And the first one just sees other people do it and doesn't have to go through the mistake. Mm-hmm. Second one has to make this mistake once or twice. And the third one just keeps on running into that wall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So which one do you want to be? <laughs> right. You know? Right. And, and I think different aspects of life, we can be different kinds. Yes. But I'd like to be that first kind of learner that just sees the mistake, 
doesn't even have to make that mistake yeah. and can can gather that information and move forward, right? Totally. And I and I'm hoping, you know, uh, it doesn't make a huge difference to me, but I'm I'm thinking that those that would be listening or watching this episode are those that are in the first two categories, you yeah. know, who are yeah. like really, you know, they're intentional and they're aware to like, okay, how can I how can I move as efficiently as I can to, to achieve whatever I want to achieve and totally. to, to have the, the fulfillment of life? Because those that I feel like keep running into the brick wall, they're probably not going to be listening to a podcast like this of personal not. development, that sort of thing. Right? Well, they're not paying much attention. Right. They're busy <laughs> PRing. Or yeah, something like perhaps, that, right? perhaps. I, I think it's a perfect segue, though, to get into the conflict resolution mm-hmm. part because I think, to your point, like – if if shit keeps popping up in your life, sure. And I know there's so many people who are like, oh, you know, this this pattern keeps showing up in all these relationships. Let's say, and there's a common denom- uh, denominator that mm. I'm the same person. Mm. So how do you see that whether you're in a relationship long term or you're in relationships or sure. maybe you're single or uh, tell us a little bit more about like the conflict resolution train that you have and the stuff that you really enjoy doing and who do you end up, sure. there's three questions for you, but <laughs> who do you really enjoy end up working with? Sure. You know, that sort of thing. Well, I guess the why is always the, the most pertinent question, mm-hmm. right? Like why, why do you even get into that? Yeah. Why conflict and, resolution? Um, I like to, this is cheesy, but I like to call my, my, um, lessons my blessings i just put a b before that and that's not cheesy at all that's uh, um awesome and so what were your blessings <laughs> that brought you to this you know this yeah. place yeah um trademark hashtag <laughs> yeah. uh, you heard it here first yeah right yeah now i'm putting it in the song <laughs> anyway so you know i grew up in in a household that two very loving parents but they were not getting along great and there was definitely some conflict there and yeah you know, um, extended family, you go back in the day and, you know, there's, there's always, I think, hopefully there's more dysfunction back then than there is now. We're trying to learn the generations, yep. you know, lessons and heal that old stuff. So there was just a lot of hurt going on. Um, and my big question was like, why are people suffering, man? Yeah. And I have two grandpas that served in World War II. So I had a lot of respect for that. And I also got to see sort of firsthand some of that trauma when I would ask them about that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and history and war history was always interesting to me. And just me like, too. why do we do this? Yeah. You know, yeah. why is this necessary? And as a guy, it's like there's this testosterone side too, like camouflage and things, right? Mm. And I play paintball <laughs> and yeah, shoot yeah. guns. And yeah. yeah, that's all cool too. But like, why do we create this level of mass suffering? And, yeah. and you know, why aren't we like doing what the best we can for yeah. the whole society? And yeah. so that's really kind of what my driving question yeah. always was. Yeah. And then paired with that, both my parents have always been into a lot of personal growth and self-help stuff. So if you know who Louise Hay is, she's a real mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. When Louise Hay was like small beans, mm-hmm. she hosted in her living room mm-hmm. in L.A. I grew mm-hmm. up in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I would sit as a four or five-year-old in the living room <laughs> while my parents were going through this stuff. And I'm just sort of soaking it up. Right? Kind of cool. Uh, I've been blessed to be at all the Tony Robbins events because mm-hmm. Tony's such a huge fan of, of Vygotsky mm-hmm. and he gifted us all of his coaching stuff. So mm-hmm. I've been through all that. That's awesome. And so, you know, it's happened and over and over and over again. My mom in particular uh, really just keeps finding one after another, you know, um, Ron Kurtz who developed Hakomi Method. We trained directly with him. We mm-hmm. went to Byron Katie's stuff, the work. Love it. I got to go before he passed away to Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication seminar. Mm-hmm. So... Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Yeah. You know, and they're yeah. sort of coaches for a living, too. So That's all awesome. that kind of coalesced into an interest in this. And then um, when I got into graduate school, I was I was doing kind of international conflict level stuff. And so I actually worked for uh, Mercy Corps and USAID mm. in Guatemala doing land conflict resolution cool. studies. Really cool. Um, 
yeah, cool, sad, yeah. eye-opening, you know. Uh, very quickly, I could see that some gringo um, from grad school wasn't going to be the big solution. So I kind of got a little, um, I don't know. I, I want to say like disenfranchised by the whole thing, but but I just I was disillusioned, you know. It was like taste of reality. Yeah, yeah. we're asking for salaries that are going to fund an entire project down there. Yeah. So it was kind of like, all right, get out of the way. This is kind of like voluntourism. Mm-hmm. So I, but I knew it was valuable to me. So I, I kept on studying, particularly nonviolent communication stuff with Marshall Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of recent, and you know, back to the Tony Robbins stuff, I think being of service is one of the most important valuable things we can do with our lives you know Mm -hmm. none of the rest of it comes with us Mm -hmm. the shirt and the car and the Mm -hmm. house Mm -hmm. but were you of service did you help other people did you bring value to their lives did you make the world a better place you know all that kind of stuff that's that's what's really really empowering validating that we we lived a good life and so i've been doing um, some pro bono work mediating conflict resolution um, coaching stuff with actually a, a, a group of monks from the Vedic tradition that my mm. parents raised me around mm. uh, here in Denver. Cool. And it was just cool how it plugged in. It was a lot of kind of kismet sort of stuff. And so I've been doing that for the last number of years. So it's always kind of kept coming up and I love Agoscu and it's right livelihood. I love to do what we do. It's just, I was missing getting to do that too. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I've, I've been doing that again. Um, what kinds of people, these days it's been these highly spiritual monks who are like renunciants and don't own anything. It's mm-hmm. really quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily personally need to live like that, but to get a dose of it is really cool. <coughs> yeah. And I really admire them and I learn a lot from them. So that's been great. But really, you know, um, the vision with that and, and I'm launching a website for that. It's, it's built. It's just a matter of, you know, polishing it up and stuff like that. Anulawrence.com. Cool. Pretty straightforward. Cool. Um, but it's, it's to help people with becoming more compassionate in their communication, yeah. getting out of their own ways. Yeah. Um, conflict is inevitable, but what do we do with the conflict? Does mm-hmm. it become transformative? Does it make us better? Or is it that you know third type of learning where we're just back in the cycle yeah. again? Yeah. And why do I keep having the same kind of fight with my, my spouse? Why do I keep having the same flame outs on my job? Whatever mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. And then like any kind of good coaching, are we looking into what are your patterns and what are your belief systems that are kind of driving that, right. getting you back in these same troubles all over again? And right. So, learning new skills, learning new tools. I guess, you know, it's altruistic, but it's always, there's also this selfish piece of like, it makes me better. Yeah. It makes me better in my own relationships yeah. to practice this stuff with other people. Yeah. You know, I've had people say, gee, you're being really selfless with your time. I'm like, dude, I'm growing. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm yeah. alive here. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a win-win Big you know, time. in that sense. Big Otherwise time. you wouldn't be fulfilled and driven to yeah. keep doing it. Right. Yeah. So and especially with mediation, like I don't, I'm not into people's problems and yeah. drama. That's not what I wake up yeah. thinking about, yeah. <laughs> right. but to see them transform their conflict, just the yes. same as transforming somebody being in chronic pain. Yes. You know, we've got a whole wall full of success stories on our wall that are just people. You belong on there, by the way. I should. Um, It's just people telling their stories. Yeah. And every time I get that high five, that hug, that tearful, oh my gosh, I can live my life again. Yeah. Or are we've really healed our relationship Mm -hmm. and and I'm going to be going forward as a better version of me. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's that's what makes me feel alive. So. Yeah, yeah. I love it, but I think it's also the tools that you're you're paying forward in service of. So because totally. and it's and it's one of those things where again you, you don't just go to the gym once, right? It's cliche, yeah. uh, but it's it's something you have to do the rest of your life. So Absolutely. conflict resolution, communication mm-hmm. is a lot of what you've sounds like you've trained in, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. I keep saying with my girlfriend like everything that we're struggling with just keeps coming down to a uh, miscommunication totally. you know and a belief that our intent is 
let's say malicious. That's why sure. we're getting triggered. If we actually mm. know that we're on the same team, yes. you know, and really just yes. like, how can I better understand you? Or let me rephrase this. Or, Absolutely. you know, I feel like a lot of that is what creates the harmony in a relationship. Right? Well, I love that you brought that up because there's a couple of things about that. Um, Pete Agoski has been one of my mentors. One of the things he said that always stuck with me is I give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they prove me otherwise. Yeah instead of don't trust anyone and let yeah. make them prove to me, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what he's saying is I'm not going to question your, your goodness ultimately. And to use a Tony Robbins tool, if I can look at you through the human needs mm-hmm. and if I imagine your listeners are familiar, but mention them, Google them. If, yeah. you, if you're <laughs> yeah. not familiar with six, six human, human needs. needs, yep. But the idea is that we're all just trying to meet a need ultimately. And so when we, we don't get along and we have a falling out, if we can look at it instead of like, oh, man, Johnny was a jerk and he was being selfish. Instead, it's like, oh, he chose to do this. What need was he trying to meet? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had a need for certainty in that moment because he was feeling insecure. Or maybe he had a need for variety mm-hmm. or whatever the thing might be. Um, and this is what I do with my mediation and communication coaching people. It's like, hold on a second. You can decide he's just a bad guy, but then we're just kind of done here. Yeah. Why be in a relationship with that person? Yeah, yeah. Instead, if you can look at it like, I know he's a good guy, and ultimately he's probably trying to meet a, way, a need in a way that may not work for me, mm-hmm. but I can humanize him again mm-hmm. by seeing that, oh, he was just after that. Okay, cool. Is there another way you can meet that need that does work for me? Mm-hmm. And can we discuss that? Can mm-hmm. we get better tools to get quicker to that? Mm-hmm. Inevitably, we're going to react once in a while and we get our feelings hurt. But mm-hmm. the quicker we get down to the nitty-gritty, much like Agoskew, what is the root cause of this? Right. It's that we're not meeting each other's needs on this level. Okay. So cool. How do we navigate that? Mm-hmm. How can I meet these needs for you? Or, you know, like a relationship is a great example. You're not each other's everything. That's not healthy. Right. So you may need some time out with the boys to, you know, hit the punching mm-hmm. bag or mm-hmm. get some sweat out or whatever. And that like, you know, male aggression piece, that's, that's normal as long as you're expressing it in a healthy way. Yeah. And that may not be what you do with your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it is, but maybe there's something else. You know? right, People right. who work with kids all the time are like, geez, I need to just talk to an adult. <laughs> yeah, you need that intellectual need met yeah, sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah. So humanizing mm-hmm. ourselves and you know, understanding where we're coming from changes the game. Yeah. Empathy, compassion. Absolutely. Maturity, perspective, all that, yeah. all that I think helps a ton. Yeah. Something else you said that I think makes makes a lot of sense to me too. I mean, if, if we're talking about personal development and limiting beliefs, if if you've had enough instances, let's say, mm-hmm. where let's say you're playing a certain sport and you keep injuring yourself in the same way, you might just take on the belief that like, you know what? I'm just not cut out to play ball anymore. Sure. Right? Or you might blame it on that sport too. Right. Blame it whatever Yoga's when it's bad, when, football's bad. When you could trace it back, you know, come into the clinic and trace it back to like, oh, actually, mechanically, right. this is the root cause. In the same way that people could be like, I've had these same type of experiences with women. Sure. Or men, and all men are this way, and all right. women are this way, right? right? Tony Robbins talks about it too. That's just kind of a, a world belief that you now take on. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you the out to no longer grow and i think that's the the challenge because then you're no longer mediating resolving conflict you're just avoiding conflict totally and And you're blaming it on something rather than seeing where you can grow right right Right. my mom's great about gently re re, um orienting me i think a lot of moms are good at that yeah yeah yeah. so i was lamenting one day years ago about how i keep having the same problems in relationships and she goes well there's one common denominator (laughs) yeah thanks mom yeah (laughs) no thanks mom yeah (laughs) But yeah, right. We she also gives me the ninety ten rule, which I'm sure is you know widely known. But it's that idea that 
someone else's behavior is really 90% about them and Mm -hmm. 10% about me. Mm -hmm. So when I do the whole, well, why is she acting that way? Mm -hmm. I go back to, she's got a whole set of filters and worldviews that there's T-Lock on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Looking Um, at that, that I don't even know about. Yeah. I can't possibly totally understand Mm -hmm. and I'm making it about me. Yep. Right. Yep. You ain't that important. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You like get over yourself. Like that's, that's her own filters and worldviews coming through. And when we can stop taking that as personally and get back to this, you know, dispassionate, just like, let's look at it for a mm-hmm. second here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw it this way. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm sure we could come up with a million examples where we've been through those experiences. Yeah. And it's just a total miscommunication. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you see the world that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not how I interpret that. Right. Cool. Now let's, let's get on that same page. Right. right. And, and there's, I mean, that happens between people, but I think it's also important to address that it happens between ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Right. Where we're not seeing ourselves correctly, or we have a limiting belief that we are broken. Totally. Thus, we can't be healed, whether we're talking about physically in the body or, you know, in our headspace. And I think that's the most, uh, that's uh, an overlooked piece in some regards, too, because there's conflict resolution, if you can, or mediation of your own horrible self-talk. Absolutely. Which we all do, right? Absolutely. So, in the work that you do, what what is the, I'd say, I don't know. Do you see patterns that come up that you're find yourself constantly working through with, yeah. with individuals that you're working with in the, yeah, conflict absolutely. space? Absolutely. What would be some of those patterns? Because I'm I'm sure well, they resonate with yeah. listeners. Yeah, I mean, I think the self talk thing is big, right? And, yeah. And. Um, Tony Robbins is one of w- one of my places for breakthroughs with that, mm-hmm. you know, of just being so damn hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And I had this Same. moment. That's uh, when he did that Dickens thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where when he like has you imagine your life if you did all your worst habits for a year, five mm-hmm. years, ten years, and he's so good at sort of hypnotizing you into it. <laughs> yeah. We're all bawling like babies. Yeah. My life sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has you do the same thing positively. Like, yeah. what if you chose all your best choices? And mm-hmm. what would that look like? And I had this epiphany after sort of you know laughing and doing the tears of joy and the tears of sadness and i was like i saw myself as like a four or five year old kid you know totally innocent beyond reproach hadn't done anything wrong and then i saw my inner critic as like this almost like military you know dress gestapo kind of guy just like beat myself down like a drill sergeant yeah and i thought i like i just had this moment of like total sadness for that kid Mm. like you wouldn't treat anyone else like that but you're treating yourself like that right you know, and, and we allow ourselves to speak to ourselves in ways that we would never dream of speaking to other people. Mm-hmm. And the next filter is sometimes we talk to our family like that, too, because mm-hmm. we become so, you know, um, just comfortable with them that we mm-hmm. think it's OK. But you meet a brand new person. You don't talk like that to no, them. Right? No. You go on a date. That's the last thing. You're gonna yes. Do. Right. So that self-talk, that self-image is, is definitely a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I would say, especially as men in society these days, I was kind of reflecting on this as I was coming in today and yesterday. You know, we, and I, I think it's not a bad thing. We want to prove ourselves. Yeah. Right. We want yeah. to accomplish things. And, and some of it may be how we're wired and some of it may be sort of the, the nature versus nurture. Some of it may be it's society, like, mm-hmm. you know, telling mm-hmm. us that you're only valuable if you can provide right. the home and the resources for yeah. the wife and yeah. these kind of things. So I think I, I see a lot of men, especially, you know, 20s to 40s, like in that place of like really wanting to accomplish. And if you're, you read Alison Armstrong too, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, mm-hmm. you know, keys to the kingdom idea mm-hmm. of like, now's the time when I prove myself. Yep. Okay, cool. But like back to the whole PRs thing, are you beating yourself to shit mm-hmm. to try to prove it? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you actually in your own way in the process of yeah. trying to prove that? 
and and one of the concepts that I think I've seen come up a lot is you know there there isn't a coming of age in our society in, in, in like a formal way. If right. you think about indigenous societies, you know, you go out, you do this some really hard thing, you're yep. out for days, yep. you know, you barely survive, and then you come up with your vision and. And it's like, okay, you're a man. Yeah. You know, I yeah. had a friend who did that. She had a son, and her her son didn't have a, a dad present. And she asked me and about half a dozen other of, of like the older men in his life mm-hmm. to do a coming of age for him. That's I was cool. like, how cool is that? If I ever have a really kid, cool. I want to do that. Yeah. And so I think we like we don't get this validation that like you're enough. Right. You're okay. Right. And as men, we don't really do that for each other in a lot yeah. of ways too. You yeah. know, we kind of tease each other when we mm-hmm. like each other, not mm-hmm. like, bro, you're okay, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think th- we're coming from this this place, so many of us, of not being good enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's true for humans generally, but mm-hmm. certainly men in this age group, it, probably even more so. So um, what to do about that? Well, that's a great question. And, yeah. you know, if we had all the answers to that, we'd probably be um, New York Times bestselling authors. <laughs> right, right. Soon enough. Right, soon enough. But, but you know, um, the self-talk is one place to start, I think, right? Yeah. Catching yourself and... and it's, it doesn't happen overnight for me. It's been a continual journey over the last 10 years of, I learned that little piece at date with destiny. Mm-hmm. I think we might've gotten the same one Palm mm-hmm. Springs, like mm-hmm. 2013 or 14. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we actually met, yeah. but I, so I learned it, but then actually incorporating it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that yeah. eight, nine years ago later. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant and I continue to sort of <coughs> keep that as a theme for myself. But I think also, um, we don't give ourselves a lot of credit when we do succeed. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got out of grad school, and that wasn't easy. Uh, I think it was one of the first people or the first person in my extended family to get a grad degree. Mm. I probably felt good about it for about six hours. <laughs> and the next morning I went, oh, look at all this debt. Mm. And I don't have a job. And now what? Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't like celebrate. Right. I didn't pat myself on the back. I didn't enjoy. So I think making... making um, meaning out of those things and making time to savor them and enjoy them yeah. Yeah. can help us feel a little better about ourselves in the grand scheme of it. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've got lots of things that I can check off the boxes of, Oh, I'm successful in this way, this way, this way. But then where do I put my focus? Right. right? Focus goes energy, energy flows kind of right. thing. So right. we, I know we all have days when we feel kind of down in the dumps. I make a practice of getting back to, Okay, now let me celebrate my wins. And it's mm-hmm. not that I'm going to ignore the, the, the stuff that needs tending. I'm totally going to spend time on that too. But I used to probably spend the day, mm-hmm. the week, mm-hmm. on why am I a shitty person, you yeah. know? Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I, I did that for an hour or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm going to, I mean, Tony Robbins, I'm going to change my state. Yes. I'm going to get out for a walk. I'm going to get some exercise. I'm going to do something yeah. productive I mm-hmm. feel good about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my focus mm-hmm. onto things that I know I've achieved my language, mm-hmm. right? I'm always correcting my staff about that. You know, just the little semantic differences yep. of if that happens, I'm like, you mean when that happens, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with clients too, if I can heal, I'm like, yeah. when you heal. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yep. <clears throat> I'm sure none of that is brand new to you, but um, those are some of the things. No, I think that's really powerful. And I think that those that are listening certainly got some good stuff out of that because I do feel like it's, you know, I, I, we're talking about patterns and you're seeing patterns on your work. I've seen patterns in my work being, you know, having owned gyms from 2010 to mm-hmm. 2015, just seeing like, okay. And being, you know, raised by parents that were unhealthy mm-hmm. and certainly led to my mom's passing. Um, but you just see patterns of, of those that I've worked with. <laughs> those who feel like they have to be perfect, let's say yeah, eating, ask. eating, you know, perfect food. Mm-hmm. If they fall off one 
moment, then they might fall off the wagon for Entire, a week or two. Sure. And if you're in the same sense of like speaking yeah. badly about yourself or sort of ingesting uh, mentally, if you will, horrible stuff about yourself, mm-hmm. right? So horrible self-talk. It's the whole idea is not to be perfect because I think we right. all are very self-critical. I'm by far my own worst critic. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's slowly working your way towards a, a better mental diet, if you will, to where you're not well tearing said. yourself down. And in that sense, then will will allow you to, ha- to be able to hold space and have the empathy and compassion. Sure. If you can do it for yourself, you can do, you can have the capacity to do it for your sure. significant other, your mm-hmm. kids, your coworkers, people in your, in your community. Right. Which Absolutely. is probably yeah. a big part of the pattern of successful yeah. communication and conflict a w- resolution. Yeah. A layer that that brings up when you say that I had a, I had a coach once say to me, that I was spending too much time in the black and white thinking mm. and that I need to live in the gray a lot more. Mm. That, you know, both these things are true. Mm. I'm struggling with this. I want to get better at that. And I'm good at this. I did this mm. right. Mm. You know, I think gratitude practice is a fabulous thing as mm-hmm. much as that's probably cliche for most people who are into, you know, personal development anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you actually do it? Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a lot of years with like the feeling like I had the intellectual understanding without the actual mastery of doing it. Yes. You know, and, yep. and do I actually get up in the morning and do all my best practices or do I just kind of know what those look like? Yeah. Right. Yep. And I mean, today, did I do every single one of them? Nope. Yeah. Did I do most of them? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I know I have time the rest of today to knock out the last couple. Yeah. And instead of, oh, you loser, you didn't do 100 percent. I'm like, cool. I'm you know, I know what makes me feel the best. Mm-hmm. And that's that gray kind of stuff mm-hmm. of, yeah, I probably did 75 percent of what I would like to have done this morning. And I got a date with myself this evening to do the rest of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A couple more things I want to take care of tonight. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, I'm still not going to beat myself into a bloody pulp about it. Right. But I'm going to be better tomorrow morning. Right. You know, if today, yeah. if I only finish 75% of that stuff today, because there's a lot to do. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things we could be doing for ourselves. You know? yeah. yeah. I didn't get my warm lemon water this morning. I'm just going to be honest. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I did my posture exercises yeah. and I got him out for a walk and I yeah. meditated and okay, there's a win, there's a win, there's a win, right? So that's the gray for me. That's been a big shift. Yep, and I think to me, uh, because I've had times where I've had 15 or 20 things on my morning ritual list, and I feel like at some point I'm like, I'm just doing these to check them off the the list, and I'm like, I'm not inspired by it. So let's go back to looking at like what Mm. really makes a difference. Mm. I'd say posture stuff that I do, my my menus, it's it's meditating for me is Mm. huge. Call it meditation, call it prayer, whatever you want to call yeah. it. I think that type of practice of where you're commuting, I think, is important. Some type of physical activity, yeah. right? Getting water in your system. So there's like, there's actually, I think it's just easy for us to take on things and then compare ourselves to other people and be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, that's, is this what millionaires or billionaires do? It's like, right, screw right. that. It's it's yeah. just about what what speaks to you yeah. and just be, know, just know that you are on a constant path of growth, you yeah. know? And I think another thing that comes up from you saying that is about the quality of the presence that you show up with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I've had many times when I feel too busy to get it all done. Mm. And then I do all of it poorly. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, one of the best bits of advice I got going into grad school, I, I had a professor say to me, because I had I'd gotten into a few different ones, and there was one that was like the most reputable one on the East Coast. Mm. And it was going to cost me the most. Mm-hmm. My ego was going... That's the degree, yeah, right? Yeah. And one of my professors, oh, it's just where the degree is from. My other professor, and this is what rang true for me, she goes, it's about how you show up where you go. Yeah. 
and I visited probably half a dozen grad schools. The one that like felt like home was in San Diego. I went to University of San Diego. Mm -hmm. They treated us like a king and a queen. Mike's girlfriend was with me at the time. I got the best financial deal too, so I was less stressed. I love San Diego. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah. <laughs> and I crushed it. Yeah. I was near the top of my class. I, I was mm. one of the few that actually got a job directly in our industry right mm. after it. Mm. So would have all that happened if I was more stressed with the finances? I was on the East Coast in a much more like busy environment. I grew yes. up in LA. I've had enough of huge cities. Mm. I just mm. didn't feel like home. So, you know, if I would have gone for the ego side of like, just do the PR, right? Like yeah. get, get the most, most reputable degree. I probably wouldn't have shown up as well. Maybe I wouldn't have even finished school. Who knows? I mm -hmm. definitely would have had more debt. Mm -hmm. I would have been more stressed about that. Mm -hmm. So there's times when, you know, when you have this long list of the best practices and today was a great example of that for me. If you can't do all of them with presence, you're wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can do back to this black and white idea. Yeah. Well, if I don't do it all, then I'm going to do none of it. And totally. now it's like, oh, now I really am a slouch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead, what if I just did, let's take your menu. What if you had six things on your menu, but you just don't have the time? Yeah. Could you do three or four really freaking well? Yeah. You yep. know, yep. I, I've had meditations where it's like, well, I should do 20 minutes. I should do half an hour. Yeah. But it started to be a crappy meditation after five yeah. or eight. Yeah. And then it's like, be human with myself listen to that mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and go you know what maybe i'll meditate later today mm -hmm. but i'll certainly do it tomorrow mm -hmm. and this felt like how much good meditation i could do mm. as a musician which my love other that. big love they say the same thing like like what's your intention in your practice mm -hmm. if you're just going through the motions and playing the scales because they said you had to and you're just trying to watch tv while you do it or something yeah you're not learning yeah can you be totally present i think you know in our society these days and this is certainly you know, widely documented, but there's so many things pulling at us yes. and there's so many things we could be, I catch myself, you know, fiddling with the phone while the internet is on and the TV's on. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm mm -hmm. doing none of these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pick two to turn off yeah. <laughs> or better yeah. yet three, yeah. go yeah. do something productive. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think so we, we fail to really show up as present and it's so potent as human beings that when you do show up as, and we all know this, you, you show up with somebody who's like there with you. Mm -hmm and really feels like they're listening to you, mm -hmm. how powerful is that? How attractive mm -hmm. is that? Mm -hmm. You know, for those of us who want to attract a mate totally. or the investor or get the big job, yeah. it's the person yeah. who shows up and looks you in the eyes and isn't afraid of you and, you know, is really seeming to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Good. Here we go for good communication skills, mm -hmm. echoing back what they've heard. And uh, When I got hired by Peter Goscue, it's just because it was kind of a funny story. He, Pete's an old Marine. You know, he's a, he's a war hero. He yeah. really is. The yeah. guy got shot in the butt. For those who don't know, he was wounded and he healed himself from uh, that. Okay. Yeah, he took a butt, uh, a bullet in the butt in Vietnam. Yeah. And and they told him he'd never walk right again. And he was running and fully functioning in nine months. Wow. That was the beginning of the Agassi method. Cool, cool. So when you meet Pete, it's like he looks through you. Mm -hmm. You know, he's this mm -hmm. big guy. And, and so um, I'd already been interviewed by a bunch of different people. And then they send me into the lion's den kind of, you know. <laughs> And we're so talking fun. for a while and at the end of a good long while, it was probably an hour. He just looks at me, and goes, well, you don't seem scared of me. And you look me in the eye. So, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. Do I have a job? He goes, yeah. That's oh, okay. Awesome. I'm hired. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But it was the, he was kicking oh. my tires for, are you present? Mm. That's my, my interpretation mm -hmm. of it. Can mm -hmm. you show up or are you like a scared to be seen? I've seen that so often these mm -hmm. days with people like, you really try to look them in the eyes and they're kind of like deflecting yeah, and yeah. they're not capable of connecting because um, they're not used to it or they're, they're, you know, scared of maybe what you will see or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uncomfortable so with the, with the uh, intimacy of it. Totally. The transparency of it. 
Yeah, um, and we're so separated these days. You know, the screens mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. COVID's not helping. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because I've I've learned throughout you know the ten plus years of doing coaching and getting support that I tell my coaches the same thing that I told Kayla Agoskiu, which mm-hmm. is like less is more for me. You know, mm-hmm. I can I know for me at least in this day and age, I get overwhelmed very quickly. Sure, and I get uh, distracted quickly. Yeah. So, give me a short menu. 15 minutes or less, right. you know, and if it's there's little bite-sized pieces and if I can then get that going, I'm on a roll, I'll do another 15 minutes. Sure. But sometimes it is hard for me if I have a half an hour, I want to be able to, or a half an hour menu mm-hmm. that they've created for me, I want to complete the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like it's like my OCD of like, if I start it, I mm-hmm. have to complete it, right? Totally. So maybe that's a good thing, but um, I, I also feel like <coughs> w- when it comes to living your life, like you said, it's just about little moments of intentionality. And I think yeah. a big part of, of where I see the movement of men starting to become better versions than let's say past generations, you know, we have greater tools, we have greater, yeah. we have the ability to have potentially greater bandwidth, even though we're very distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just about being intentional about, you know, working through your limiting beliefs, you know, doing yeah. doing the, the self care and, being willing to to be intimate and vulnerable is all these little things that yeah. resort in healthy body, healthy mind, healthy spirit, you know, which is yeah. what I think this whole conversation kind of revolves around the the general. Yeah. Well, there's, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very easy to cover self in all the trappings of things and yeah. hide behind whatever it is, whether mm-hmm. it's the Corvette or mm-hmm. just no eye contact. Mm-hmm. But to, to let somebody really look at you and really be present with them and not have something that's distracting you and all that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's vulnerability yeah. and that's courage. Yeah. You know, I think when I think to like my grandparents' generation when they didn't have a lot of tools like this, you try to talk emotions with, you know, and it, here I got a grandpa whose old world was on his own by the time he was 13, 14 years old, mm. literally jumped on a train to go off and work in the Great Depression. Wow. Right. Wow. Wow. Like, and then fought in World War Two. Yeah. Right? Crazy, crazy. Um, and then I'm being raised by these self-help parents in LA. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is the world <laughs> that I'm growing up yeah, in. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And if I were to like talk about my feelings and all that with my grandma, he just wouldn't know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a, in a compassionate way. I mean, if I was being less compassionate, it was like, yeah, he'd probably yell at me, tell me to shut up and stop being a wuss or something. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We had that experience too. But mm-hmm. you know, he didn't have those tools, and so he was scared. He was he was out of his element mm-hmm. in, in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. We have those tools now, um, but are we applying them, or are we just intellectually understanding them? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what my own growth curve is these days. Is am I actually showing up like that when I'm stressed, frustrated, scared, mm-hmm. angry, mm-hmm. overworked, underslept, whatever it is? Right. Am I still being compassionate? It's one of the great opportunities to me as a business owner. Is I remember when I very first got my opportunity to run a clinic, I was like. I want to create an environment that I want to be in. Hmm. I want to have a place where people are excited to show up to work, where it's what I call right livelihood. They feel happy and excited yeah. about their job. And yeah. thanks to Pete, we have right livelihood in yeah. terms of, you know, it's a, it's an impactful, helpful thing, but you could still run it poorly. Mm-hmm. You know, I was coming out of an environment was very, very bureaucratic and rulesy and stodgy from the conflict resolution world. That's why I left. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I, I believe in what we're doing, but not how we were doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, okay, well, if this is my ship, I want the how to be great mm-hmm. too, not just the why. Right. And so it's it's that, and I, I ask myself that, that every day. It's such a great opportunity to learn and grow, to to lead people. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because it's when things suck. Mm. That's when your leadership shows up. It's Completely. not when you had a great month and you made the most money ever. Everybody's in a good mood. Then mm-hmm. let's have a pizza party. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is okay, we're struggling now. And COVID, what a great opportunity, right? Can mm-hmm. I show up compassionately and patiently with people who are losing me money mm-hmm. or not doing their jobs to the full extent mm-hmm. or whatever that is? Mm-hmm. Really, I don't got on a tangent, but it's, like been, it. it's been a fabulous opportunity at, at growth, being a business owner, especially in an environment like this, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the winter, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm happy to say it seems like this is shifting at least a little bit, yeah. at, at least in our little business world, it has been certainly. Yeah, knock on wood, thank God. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's, there is so much gold in that because, like you said, it's, it's, it's not about, um, you know, the communication when everything's rosy. Yeah. It's the communication and I've, you know, found it too with, with my current relationship. Like it's, it's when I'm triggered yes, sir. and everything I want to do tells me I want to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And it's, um, as my coach has been telling me, like, you got to lean into those moments because yes. that's when you're training really, it's, yes. it's, it's like any, it's a Navy SEAL. It's anyone who's done the training, but it's yep. in the moment that like, when do, is that training <laughs> really going to pay off yes. or it doesn't? Is it? In the adverse situation, can you show up? But I think what's interesting is when we're actually talking about Agoscu, the, the important part is not waiting until the shit hits the fan. It's actually well, doing yeah. the training. Well in advance of the shit hitting the fan. Yeah. yeah. So we that, can still clean up a little bit after the shit hits the yeah, fan, but yeah. yeah, if you can avoid that. Uh, you know, I, I was in a leads group once and I said this. I said, every one of you, because, you know, in the leads group, you're going to have a plumber and an accountant and yeah. this and a yeah. that and the yeah. lawyer. And I said, every one of you gives the same advice, which is call me long before your pipes are actually burst. Mm-hmm. Let me come check once a year. Mm-hmm. You know, the HVAC guy, mm-hmm. the lawn sprinkler <laughs> right. blowout guy. Totally, totally. Let me just blow out your sprinklers now so they don't burst when it gets too cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know what that was when I came to California. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, right, so I said, you all <laughs> tell me to be proactive like that. That's my message with posture, yeah, right? It's yeah. my message with communication too, yeah, yeah. is if you can do the work now, long before you've made the mess, mm-hmm. man, it's like cooking in a clean kitchen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to trip over all your dishes and your mm-hmm. crumbs. It's like mm-hmm. enjoyable, right? And Efficient. You can, you can get deeper to the root causes because you're not having to navigate around yeah. whether it's the physical pain or the emotional pain. Right, right. You know, when you're not fighting with the girlfriend, doing the work then. Yes, Heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, for those that are, are listening and they want to check check you out. Sure. Um, how can they get in touch? I mean, right. like you said, they can do they can connect with you from anywhere in the world. They can. Uh, if we're talking any of the things that I do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Smash that like button, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so agoscu.com. Okay. E-G-O-S-C-U-E. And I imagine you probably have that yep. posted or yep. something. Yep. I will. Um Pete's book is pain-free, but if you want to find us, I own the clinics in Denver and Boulder. So yep. you can go to egoscu.com and just do find a location, and you can look for the Denver-Boulder locations. Beautiful. Uh, you find me and our awesome staff that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing a group consultation. Cool. And we kind of communicated about this. I wanted to have something timed well so yeah. that if some of yeah. you folks are interested, we can we can offer that to you guys. It's, it's a discounted price for that evening cool. it's a free event but it's a chance to learn about us with a, no commitment from you and you can see you know what more about posture about your own posture things like that yeah so we're doing that and that's what i was checking my phone i think it's april 28th which is wednesday at 6 p.m i just want to make sure yeah that's yep. what it is yep. wednesday april 26 28th at 6 p.m okay and it's going to be on zoom cool uh and the zoom number is 839 955 Make sure I have that right. 
839 cool better that they would reach out and call us or email us to just confirm so yeah, we have time. you know uh, not too many people in that but um, that's gonna be 6 p.m <clears throat> mountain time mm-hmm. uh the 28th the under lawrence website is not up yet um just some finishing touches but you can get me by email just my first and last name a-n-u-l-a-w-r-e-n-c-e mm-hmm. at gmail.com mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for egoscu you can reach me at a-n-u at egoscu.com yep and uh yeah it's awesome. I'm on Insta and <clears throat> Facebook and all that stuff. I love it. Uh, I think for those of you that love biohacking, I mean, I'm certainly yeah. a fan. I do Agascu. I do OsteoStrong. I do my uh, fascial stretch chiropractor. Like, all that stuff helps me, I think, especially as a guy. Like, if you want to experience life at the peak, you want to be able to, I mean, if we're so, all going to be kind of like Michael Jordans of our own lives, yep. not in comparison to anyone else, but just to be able to give our full 100% effort and performance to our loved ones and to our work, yeah. like it starts with also taking care of your yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And skeletal, like I think that's the foundation, because if 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 things are off, well then your muscles are going to compensate, yeah. right? Yeah. But I can even go to the chiropractor or that sort of thing, like, and have them make adjustments. But I still feel like so much of our posture is where it's the do- the first level. domino starts to fall, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, so. the, it's the bricks and mortar that holds up the building. Right? Yeah, yeah. We always say to people that it's not just about the pain. It's not the absence of pain. It's the absence of limitation. Yeah. Right? It's being able to say yes when your friends go, hey, I just got into this activity, and you can go and participate because yeah. you're not worried that, oh, man, my back's going to give out. Yeah. Right? I mean, we'll always stub our toe. We'll always have some discomfort sure. one way or another. Sure. Being totally pain-free is wonderful. Um, but it's it's being – and that's – you know, we're in such an active place. Yeah. That's That's the beauty to me is – I genuinely can say to you at 42 that if somebody invites me to go do something, I don't have the, oh, boy, my knee's going to go out. Mm. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I know what I need to do to stay that way. Mm-hmm. I'm empowered to do that. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. That's why we love doing it. You yeah, know? yeah. And I feel like that's, to me, a big part of the, as I see it, one of the first of, of multiple kingdoms that we get to reign over if we should show choose is your physical absolutely kingdom right yeah. and if you don't feel like you can truly rule over it then it actually takes away from your life of of fulfillment sure right yeah. and if your life just revolves around s- sitting at your chair all day long like that gets to be kind of a yeah. monotonous life you know totally so, so i got a quick funny anecdote please. for you on yeah, this yeah I was deciding whether to get, we'll give this at the end. So if they <laughs> yeah. stuck with us, here you go. Yeah. Here you get the, yeah. the punchline. Yeah. So I had a client who shall remain nameless, and he had been dating this girl, and they'd been dating for months, and it wound up becoming his wife. Mm. So it's pretty. It was getting serious, and they decided to you know wait to be intimate for a good long while. Mm-hmm. She was a bit younger than him, and so the f- the night comes, right? Mm-hmm. The the fateful night, and they're out <laughs> on a great date, and whatever. And they, yeah, you maybe know. Maybe I told you the story. Yeah. And so they start kind of, you know, getting intimate and it's going good. And then he's a big, tall guy and he goes to pick her up and move her. And you're talking about being the king, right? You know, (laughs) gals love a masculine man who can kind of pick him up, take care of him, protect him, right? And he goes to like move her from one place to another in the, in the middle of the act and his back goes out. (laughs) Oh no. And, uh, he's like, oh, oh, you know, 
I need a break here. Hold on a second. Yeah. And, and he said the look in her eyes was like, oh, he's not up to it. Yeah. And it was like crushing. But he uh, goes, just hold on. I need a minute. Yeah. You know? And he literally starts doing his Egoski menu. <laughs> That's awesome. And I said to him when he's telling the story, I said, did you put your pants on first? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You put my legs up the wall. <laughs> da, 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 you know? And he said 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was, yeah. he had himself squared away. Mm. And he said the look in her eyes when I fixed it and yeah. I was back to it and yeah. I could, you know, re-engage, if you will, was priceless. And so I said, yeah, well, am I going to be the best man at the wedding? Or yeah, what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. But uh, you don't think of stuff like that. But being able to be the, the sort of king of your kingdom, Definitely. if you can't show up in the moments that matter. Yeah. That being one of them. Yeah. Well, again, it's like the, the bigger thing was like <sighs> – it's it's not only like yes it's it's hoping to avoid some of those issues yeah. right but it's regardless whether it's pulling your back while you're doing the nasty or <laughs> or you go bankrupt right who knows the nasty the nice going bankrupt um like yeah. whatever those things that life throws at you yeah. do you again how do you respond right. do you do you shame yourself do you give up and yeah. make it a horrible evening or do you actually know how to respond do something about totally. it and and get back into it and that yeah. to me is is a lot of about the the message that I want to leave with guys that are listening it's like man you know it's 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 no longer about posturing as if we're flawless or that we are the most totally. masculine man in the room it's like no dude we all have our shit just own it deal with it, get through it as quick right. as you can. And that shows uh, a partner so much more on this guy. than, than yeah. as if he's Superman, totally. you know? And I think that's so much a better way to also raise children. It's not to pretend like your dad is, mm. you know, this this impervious, you know, right. superhero, but it's actually the guy who's like, oh, he cries, he struggles, but he works through it yep. rather than crumbles and gives yeah. up, right? And that's, that's it, man. That's <laughs> where my growth curve is. It's yeah. like, what are the things I need to do to show up with grace, with patience, with courage, mm -hmm. and with, you know, proactivity yeah. in those moments when yeah. inevitably struggles are going to come? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, I joke all the time. We've got guys who are, you know, ha may have massive pecs, but they can't even reach their back pocket. Yeah. So how functional is that? Yes. Really? Yes. And, and like your point now, I mean, if you just, the second things get tough, you just rage, even though you may look like a Ken doll and have a great job and whatever. Yeah. yeah how masculine is that really? Yeah. You know, and yeah. how attractive is that? To how desirable woman? is that? Yep. 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 hundred yep. yep. percent. Well, thank you. Thanks for being oh, my here. Pleasure, man. Appreciate you. Uh, good times. Hanging with us and, and just dropping gold on so many parts of this, this message. So I hope you guys really do reach out, uh, sign up for the, is it a webinar? Is it just a, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah. It's a group consultation. Group consultation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we, we're happy to talk to you individually if you got questions and same, if you've got questions about the, you know, coaching mediation kind of stuff, reach yeah. to me at anulawrence at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, happy to talk to you individually about what your needs may be, whether that's posture, whether that's communication skills, whether that's some conflicts you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, or if you just need a pet a cute dog, if I see you in person, you, <laughs> can, you can borrow him. Cutest thing ever. Um, yeah, he's he's making some not so cute smells now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's ready for him to go out, and he wants to yeah, get up maybe. in my lap again. He wants to wave goodbye to the folks. There, there you go. There you go. Up on my lap. But so yeah, cute. Yeah, reach out to us. We're happy to help. Um, I guess I could give the phone number too, which in Denver is uh, 720-598-5658 for the mm -hmm. Denver Clinic. And mm -hmm. the Boulder Clinic is 303 544 
2181. So if you want to call us instead of email us, you got our website, all that good stuff. Hit us up. Yeah, I cannot uh, say enough good things about the the method and yeah. what you guys you have done for me. Like you get it, man. You sound like the kind of person that's really been educated and yeah. you understand what it's doing for you. So that's exciting for me to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, though, I mean, uh, and I, you know, Kayla will, she's my. Kayla's the queen. She's the queen at the uh, the, the Denver location. Yeah. The, the challenge, again, is just doing my menus often enough. That's what anyone's yeah. going to run into, you know. And just having your menus doesn't keep you from pulling your back. You have to Unless do your you menus. Do yeah. So that's, that, that is the where the rubber meets the road for me. And letting the gray area be okay. Yeah. If you don't get it all done, get something done. Yes, yes. Make, make a win. Yep. You know. Yep, yep. And I, I think that's the important part. So... Anyways, you guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I hope you really do reach out to Anu, um, join for the consultation, check out the website. Uh, if you have any conver- you know, questions or want to you know, just have a little bit more conversation with him about conflict resolution, mediation, sure. yeah. I think all that stuff. You're, yeah. you're wide open, aren't you? Wide open. Yeah. Love, yeah. To, love to chat. Awesome, you guys. Well, thank you again for joining me for another episode of The Johnny King Show. Until we chat again, enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnyking men's coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.